The Weekly Dish podcast is presented by Common Ground Minnesota. Food and farming conversations from Minnesota women in agriculture. Learn more at commongroundminnesota.com or follow them on Instagram at commongroundminn. Hey, everybody, it's Steph March for Common Ground Minnesota. Listen, food brings out the passion in people, so let's talk about food together. Common Ground Minnesota is an online resource for you to do that, and it's 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 run by volunteer women farmers from Minnesota of all walks. We're talking big farms, small farms. We're talking dairy. We're talking produce. These women in agriculture are growing and raising the food that we all eat. We love to have a chat with them about what it, what it means to be sustainable and what does it mean when they're using pesticides and why are they doing it. All of this is available at Common Ground Minnesota website. It's commongroundminnesota.com. And then on that new website, you guys, there are videos, there's you know FAQs, there's topics, there's a great blog, all sorts of things, and recipes. And farm dogs, too, by the way. So there you go. Commongroundminnesota.com is your great resource for everything food and families and farms. Don't forget, check them out on Instagram at commongroundminn. What time is it? Welcome to the Weekly Dish on My Talk 107.1. I'm Stephanie March. Today, my co-host is Elizabeth Reese. Good morning, Steph. I love the new theme song. Do you like is this your first time sliding in with the new Don't Yuck My Yum? I was dancing to it. I love it. It's so great. Isn't it good? Literally, people have texted us over the week and said, I I don't know why it's Wednesday, but I can't stop saying, don't yuck my yum, yuck, yuck my yum. I want to say that to my children. I'm going to play that for my kids. You should. Yes, that's exactly it. Oh, I'm so excited to be here with you. I'm here this week and next week. I know. We've got a double serving of Elizabeth Reese. I think, I don't know what's better for summer, you know? Seriously. Giving you what I got. I know. Always hungry. And I mean, like, basically, summer is officially kicked off. And you've got three little nuggets at home. Can you believe that? I know. How does that feel? It feels good. It feels good. It's like a little bit of mayhem, but we're, um, you know, we're in good shape. And you just are emptying your nest. I cannot believe Jake graduated. At a rapid pace. This is it. Four of four. And we're done. I know. It's. It was it was a really great ceremony. It was hotter than Hades. I know. I mean, the I was thinking of, about you. I was looking at the pictures, and I was just like, there must have been so much swass going on. There was at that swass, event. and there was swoob. Actually, in the picture that I posted of me and Jake, there's like a little shadow kind of in the swooby area, and I'm like, that's not a shadow. That's a sweat mark. Let's be clear. There is there is there was like there was a full. There was a full outfit change I know. after that. There has to be. Yeah. All the time. It was amazing. And they did, you know what? But the kids, I gotta say, were like, nobody passed out and nobody, you know, we did get a little bit of cloud cover right at the right moment, I think, when we were all about to expire. But yeah, well, and they're wearing the caps and the gowns. I mean, that's, that's like straight polyester yeah. plastic coating. Not 
Not a breathable fa- a fabric breathable. on that. Not at all. No, not at all. But congratulations, because that's a big deal. You know, I mean, it's a big deal for the kids, but I might argue it's even a bigger deal for the parents. I think that, it is. You know, I think that has been your focus for so many years. It is. It was like a giant weight was lifted off of me. And I was like, and I kept asking Jakey, I was like, how, how do you feel? You know, and he's like, I feel fine. Like, it's good. You know, and I was oh, just man. like, but that's miraculous. Like, and he's like, no, it's good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Especially so, with these circumstances of how their last year has been. Oh, well, you know? and that's what his speech was on. And I know that a lot of people have asked if we can see his speech, and I'm going to see if I can find it and post it um, today, because it really was sort of that uplifting thing that you would kind of, the idea that it wasn't a loss, you know? Yeah. It was, it was just different. And that, you know, these kids who have gone through this last year, and, you know, of course, when you're a senior, it's a little bit more bittersweet. But in the end... You know, Jake came out with the idea that, you know, first of all, to learn that change is the only constant when you're this young is a pretty good thing. Truth. And then to learn that you can still find slivers of joy in those moments, in the the chaos, in the disappointments, that also is a way to put yourself in a good space going forward. And so he said, we didn't just, you know, we just survived, but now we're ready to thrive. Yeah. And so that's where I think they're headed. And I really appreciate that. I think that's wonderful. I, you know, those lessons at a pivotal time, my very first television job, I was let go from. Yeah. Um, our, we had two TV stations that merged and I was let go and I was only 22. Yeah. You know, I was, I, cause I, I started there when I was 21 Right. and I remember feeling like I had this job and I was starting my career and then the rug was pulled out from under me. And I sort of, I was always so thankful for that lesson yep. because I've always looked at it as like, I love what I'm doing. I'm going to appreciate each day, but I never know what day will be my last show. I literally did not know that one of the day was my last show. It was just my last day on the air. And I didn't know that was coming. That's an invaluable lesson. It totally is. And so it sort of made me think about that as Jake was talking about that wisdom. I think like that's, that's what I think back to. And, um, and those, those lessons can be really helpful for you. I mean, they've, it's that alone has probably been the most helpful thing in terms of keeping life in perspective. Yeah. So you kind of wonder what these kids, what their perspective will be going forward because of this. Oh, I think gener- I think this generation who is, you know, whether the pandemic and really sort of re, you know, one of the things he also said is like, you know, this was, we were supposed to be the kings and the queens of the school. This was the year that we were supposed to, you know, sort of focus on ourselves and expanding our lives. And he goes, instead, we had to refocus on other people. Mm. We had to think more about other people than ourselves. And I thought, That's a moment, you know, that's a moment of truth that I think a lot of kids and especially, I mean, I'm not going to pretend Orono is not a protected little bubble out there. (laughs) And it's, it especially, I think for those kids to be told, no, you can't, you know, is sort of a good thing. It's always a good thing. Yeah. So, I think so too. I know. So I'm happy that. And now I have a graduation party tomorrow that everyone's like, are you ready? What can I do to help? I'm like, I don't know, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll figure it out. It'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be fine. I'll just like search through and I'll have stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's like, you know, what's the food plan? Like, what do you like at a graduation party versus you don't like? What do I like? Yeah. I don't know. Because you've the done thing a lot like, of them and you've been to a lot of them. I know, but I haven't been like, the funny part is we're kind of on the early end right now. You yeah. know what I mean? Like most of these kids, they just graduated on Wednesday. And so their but parties with your are other kids too. Yeah. And that's the thing is I'm trying to remember. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it was a hundred years ago. But the funny thing is, is like, you know, the big joke is that it's like, it's all pulled pork. It's yeah. all pulled pork wherever you go. Yeah. And I'm doing, of course, pulled pork. Of course. But it's because the idea that, you know, 
anything else is gets a little bit unless you're having it catered unless you have like a food truck unless you have do a lot of people do food trucks a lot of people do food trucks that's fun though and it's easy yeah and that I get is why and, i mean you, you here's how you can solve the problem of like time just yeah pay somebody and it ends up probably costing about the same when you start adding up all of the work and everything that you do yeah i mean everybody thinks like you can do it home like homemade cheaper i I guess you probably can in certain respects but if you want to do a certain level right you really can't do it cheaper no and in fact you know also like i understand that time is money like i understand that i have had a huge week and so i can't necessarily i don't have a lot of time to just be like yeah i'm gonna spend like these 12 hours cooking pork shoulders so instead i you know i'm arranging everything on platter stuff yeah i'm like putting out plates and forks and napkins <laughs> and then someone always asking you for something that they need i don't know that happens at my house that's just daily no that's just your regular life right yeah, yeah. but yeah so we're getting the pork from animales and you know i have spinning wild coming the cotton candy kids oh yes they're fun they are they still in keg and case uh no they actually moved across the street from keg and case cool okay so they have their own little shop across the street but they're doing a lot of private parties in fact, um, this Sunday I've get you know I get Ben one half of the duo, and then they're also going to be at the uh, Little Asian Market, which is happening at Arbiter Brewing. And okay, so we'll that's talk a, a really bit about that. fun um, idea for even like a kid's birthday party Listen, to do spinning wild. I need to think about that because they don't. Yes. they use like pretty clean ingredients, and oh, they don't t- use a ton of sugar. And cotton candy stresses me out with my kids. I know, and plus it's like the flavors, right? I mean, so it's like because you're just getting a really cool flavored piece of cotton candy, you don't have to have a giant. You don't need the massive cone you just get this little sweet awesome thing of blood orange cotton candy which hello and you actually enjoy it i know so i'm excited by that that's great there and the funny thing is is that was the only one that jake asked for he basically said i said what do you want to do you know we were kind of talking through it and he's like because he he, because spinning wild was at like a holiday party i think at molly's house one year and so he was like and he loved them and he was like can we get spinning wild do you think do you think they'll come like all the way out to our house i'm like i think they'll come that's a fun yeah for you they will come yeah i think that's a fun um thought though with with a party like that is even not necessarily if you're not going to do the whole thing catered right thinking about bringing in one special fun element yeah however it is and having that person come in and do it because then it becomes like an event at the party plus it serves a purpose of whatever food item so even if you don't want to do a fully catered deal right that's a good idea and then, I know. you know and it's important to remember too every time you do that you're supporting these local businesses this is the key too like i don't need to that's exactly what i thought of like i have a small local business i'm giving them some bucks you know i'm having them come out and they're taking care i don't have to think about it and i am doing a cereal bar because i have to because that's just kind of what we do but <laughs> so we have like dunkaroos and i have got s'mores cereals i got two cereals from korea <laughs> no way that's I fun i know so but i mean like i don't have to think about a baked cake i don't have to think about bars i don't have to think about any of that that's just done yeah that's true taking care of god love a pan of bars though. i know well i'm not saying bars aren't showing up no let's just the be bars honest will about be there what can you bring a pan of bars i will never forget my mom talking about moving to minnesota in 1980 okay this is just after my parents got married and they were uh, my dad was a pastor at a little church in St. Francis, okay? And I was born in Cambridge then a year later. And they would get invited to people's houses and my mom would say, what can I bring? And they would say, just bring a pan of bars. <laughs> and she would go, well, what kind of bars? So we refer to bars like how Texans refer to a Coke. They yeah. call a Coke. Every kind of soda is just referred to as a Coke. Yes. You'll say, I'll take a Coke. And then they go, well, what, what kind? kind? And that's a very strange thing. Yeah. Here, it's the same way with bars. It is. <laughs> You're just like, it's so great. 
I love this. Okay, you guys, we are going to have to take a quick break, but we come, we're here with Elizabeth Reese today. It's so great. We're going to talk about her garden. We're going to talk air fryer, for God's sake, again. I know, but Elizabeth, I'm not kidding you. All I do is get questions about your air fryer. So we're going to talk <laughs> about I that. I totally converted Steph Hansen, and I love it Oh, my so God, much. it's the best thing ever. Makes okay, so and we're happy. also going to talk a little bit about some meat shops and some Dad's Day deal to get you set up for next week. So stay tuned, guys. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071, brought to you by Hornitos. Are you thinking of buying a house this year, but you've been deterred by the crazy market? This is Stephanie Hansen from The Weekly Dish, and I moved in the last year, and my experience wasn't crazy. In fact, it was pretty great. I love my new house, and it would not have happened without the help of Carrie Elkst and Sue Durfee from Lakes Area Realty. Carrie and Sue will work with you to help you find the perfect house. They know all the tricks of the trade so that you can get the home you choose without necessarily paying the highest price or overpaying. With mortgage rates being at historic lows, people are qualifying for higher priced homes but with lower payments. Carrie scoured the neighborhoods I wanted to be in to make sure I was one of the first folks in the houses. I probably went through 50 houses last summer and the market moves really fast and there's a lot of negotiating and you have to be ready with agents that know what they're doing to get a great price but also the terms you want for inspection and move-in dates. Each time you go through a home, you're going to deal with either Carrie or Sue directly. They don't hand you off to someone else. I had a great experience. So find Carrie Alkst, C-A-R-R-I-E, and Sue Durfee at CarrieAndSue.com if you're buying or selling a house. Everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. I'm Steph March, and I'm being joined by Elizabeth Reese today. Good morning. So excited to have you here. I'm so excited. We have not chatted in, I mean, like, it's been a long time, so this is actually, like, just a coffee clutch with you and me as far it as It totally is. It's a fabulous reunion, and this is exactly what we'd be talking about. I know we would. At coffee, we'd have the same conversation, maybe a couple more swear words. Yeah, but there that would be, be likely that would, and maybe a little <laughs> bit more gossip, yeah, but that's, that's about it. That's probably true, too. That's it. Okay, so I'm very excited that we always get to talk to you about your garden, because I'm always like, you're sort of like my iconic gardener, like Aww. in my mind, like you are the gardener. That's really nice. That's like so nice, because I, most of the time, I feel like I don't know what I'm doing, but well, that's but really nice. Isn't that the state of gardening? It's always the state of gardening, and it's so fun because it's true. It's a journey, and you're never going to master it. No. You're always going to be uh, learning, and you always learn that you're not the one in control. Right. That you can do everything the same way, but the earth might have different plans. It's yeah. just a really... I don't know. I I consider gardening to be like one of the most beautiful moving meditations in the world because you get to eat the results of your meditation. (laughs) (laughs) What if you just meditated and all of a sudden like a cheeseburger popped up? That would be a really successful meditation. That would be like the most chosen thing ever. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, and the funny thing is, is I was thinking about you again this week because I, uh, so as I'm, you know, packing up this house that I'm leaving, you know, it had this great sort of fenced in garden that I just couldn't do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And that was a thing that I had to sort of admit to myself, you know, that I couldn't, that it wasn't set up the way that I would have set it up. I sort of, you know, I, in the rental, you know, obviously it was put where it was. Yeah. And I just sort of assumed it and I tried to work it the way it was. But when you're saying like the land has its own, you know, ideas about what it's going to do, I'll never forget. Wasn't it? I think it was 2018 that super wet, summer that it was like super wet until like june yes you know all through june and so it just swamped it and oh, i was yeah. like from that point on i was like oh well i'm done with this can't do it yeah yeah um you know the garden is going great right now Good. and uh it's it's been dry so you have to make sure that you're watering but up until this point i haven't had to like excessively water right okay. up until this last real stretch of heat wave a few things um 
you know, I I really tried to learn from last year. Last year was my first year with this set of raised beds yeah. because you, since we moved, we built these. Well, we Jay built these new raised beds. <laughs> I just helped him move them and tried to be, go out and be encouraging. Thank you so much. You're the best. Yes. This is awesome. Yes. Um, and I realized, you know, with there's some joys of raised beds, but that they keep things contained. They look really neat, which I like. They don't get overrun with weeds. You don't have to necessarily, mine are pretty high, so I don't have to bend down. But at the same time, there are some space constraints. I mean, I'm already like, I need another one. Yeah. Um, Because I don't have enough space. So I tried to be conscious of what I was planting and planting things that I would really want to eat. Yeah. And then thinking about successive planting. So planting things that we would eat now and then I would plant more. Yeah. So, for example, I really overdid kale last year. This year I picked, I really only love dino kale. That's like my favorite. It's yeah. otherwise known as lacinato kale. Yep. It's so good. It's way better in salads than other kale, in my opinion. It is. I agree. And so I only did that kind of kale, which feels great. That's so kale. Yeah. yeah. That's everyone. You know, the funny thing is, is I actually, I got a little accidental kale plant attached to uh one of the tomato or no i bought lemon verbena yeah and it was like she's like she gave it to me she's like oh it looks like you got a little kale growing in there too and i'm like oh that's interesting <laughs> you know and i just thought like i've never grown kale and i thought why don't i grow kale i grow shard i've grown all sorts of leaf, leaf lettuces but i've never thought to grow kale yeah oh gosh i always grow it because it's really hardy yeah and it's easy you don't have to do anything to it and then it'll grow all the way through the frost i mean even like the first frost you can still it can really? snow on it and it will still be okay oh for a little while that's the it's really amazing um so that's a good one i did i tried to keep my tomatoes under control too i did four kinds of tomatoes and i like to be conscious about doing some little ones doing some big ones yeah, yeah, yeah. and always doing tomatoes that i don't necessarily see at the farmer's market yes. or at the grocery store yeah don't just do the big red ones i mean i feel yeah, like because you that's can your get opportunity those. right you, and you can buy get... them cheap yeah. in season yeah that's how um, I feel too. So I actually the two tomatoes I planted one was just like the little small rounds. Yeah. And then there was another one and I'm sorry that I'm the listeners are going to hate me but I can't remember um I have to find out the one that was like specifically a container tomato because I knew oh. I was going to start it at one house and have to bring it to the next house. Yeah, that's smart. And so I thought and so it's a specifically set to be a and it's a medium fruit. It's not a big one. Like and it's not a small one. It's just a medium so that I can still just like pull it and maybe slice a few you know? Yeah. So that's all I'm thinking. The one thing I would, um, one tomato that I've talked about before that if you're going to do one, I have just loved this tomato so much. It's called the Valencia orange tomato. Oh yes. Um, and I get it at mother earth gardens in Minneapolis. Um, but I know, you know, lots of places have it and you can certainly call and ask for it. So if you haven't done tomatoes and you want to, and there's still time. Oh yeah. There's totally time to plant it. What I love about them is that they're sort of these, Small to medium sized orange, bright orange tomatoes. And they're really great, like for slicing and putting on a BLT. Um, but they're also small enough that you could just like slice, cook, cut one up for one salad. You know, like sometimes you get these giant heirlooms. Yes. And the problem with giant heirlooms, too, that can be tricky is that they can crack and then they sort of mold and yes. get bugs I in them. That. And that, makes, that me crazy. makes me crazy, too. And so these, you get this delicious heirloom flavor of a tomato with the Valencia orange tomato, but you don't end up with those giant sized tomatoes. Um, I also love them because orange tomatoes are a little bit lower acid than red True. tomatoes. They're a little softer. So they're like a little easier yeah. on the tummy. So mm -hmm. I've made them, I've grown them the last couple of years and um, I've made BLTs with them and Caprese salads with them. And Jay, my husband is always like, these are the best. Yeah. Like these are so 
good. I have purple jalapenos, in, yes, which good. I'm really excited about. So I'm doing like some different colors. And then the other thing is um, I utilized some side yard space. I feel like everybody has like random side yard oh, space that 100%. looks like crap. Yes. <laughs> this is yes. me. I have like this side yard that's just like, it's just ferns and yeah. madness. It's through. It's just pass through. exactly what it is. And I have visions of it being like this magical little English garden area. <laughs> and I don't know when that's going to happen. That's like, you know, number 200 on the list of projects for this house. But yeah. I then just ripped out a bunch of it and planted squash. So oh. I did butternut squash, delicata squash, um, put my zucchini over there, and then some, um, oh, I did a butternut. Oh, and then we found a jack-o'-lantern squash that's like specific jack-o'-lantern. Oh. I don't think it comes pre-carved. I think it, <laughs> I you grow say, it. I hope it has some creativity Yeah, I'm you, very picky. And then you carve it, but um, I thought the kids would think that was fun. So if you've got kind of like random space that you don't know what to do with, you know, squash is really Do you just versatile. let it vine flat? I'm just going to let it vine. I'm going to put some trellises over there and I have a fence. Okay. So I am going to hang some trellis netting too yeah. okay. to just sort of see how it climbs and kind of play around with it. Yeah. I've um, always let most of those just vine out. But I you mean, can let them vine out, but they yeah. need a ton of space. Yeah. And they aren't going to necessarily look super pretty. You no. know, like your your raised bed garden can just look so beautiful and yes. full. The squash kind of like vines all over and looks a little bit like haphazard. Like chaos, yeah. So use your side yard space for yeah. it. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, use the space that you just are kind of like, oh, you know, this is already kind of a mess anyway. Right. I literally, <laughs> there's like, yeah, where do you go? I don't know, you know? Yeah. And it's not that, it's not that crazy about sun or shade, you know, it, it's... They just kind of go. Did you get plants when you moved into that house? Did you have plants that you had no idea what they were? Oh, yeah, all the time. So then what did you do? How did you, did you use like an ID app or did you just like... There is a, actually a plant ID app that I just downloaded. It's funny that oh. you bring that up because I just downloaded a bug ID app yeah. because my daughter was wondering what kind of bug was crawling on her. Yeah. Um, and it's called Insect ID. And then I downloaded a, a plant app called Plant Identification. Okay, and that's um, what I have to get. You have to pay for it, I guess. Okay. So, but it has unlimited plant identification. One one month is three ninety nine. Okay. So I might just do it just to see. <laughs> yes, and then just go. like hit my whole yard and see what happens, yeah. and then yeah, be done with it. But it's pretty cool. You know, I because I have this like for me, there's. I, I haven't even really fully accepted this new yard yet. I haven't looked at it. I don't have time to look at it yet. Yeah. And so there's, I know there's a lot of weeds, but my mom and I were there the other day and just dropping stuff off. And I was like, she's like, what do you think that tree is? I'm like, I have no idea. And we s tried to do the Google lens thing. Yeah. And I couldn't, and it was like this Kentucky hardwood. I'm like, I don't think it's a Kentucky hardwood. <laughs> so I don't know. We're going to see. Okay, we're going to come back, you guys. I still want to talk about your turkey fig tree. I got a turkey fig tree. I know. So hold on. We're going to gonna take a break, you guys. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about this turkey fig tree, and we're going to talk air fryers. So we'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 107. Hello, Weekly Disher. Spring is sprung, and that means the best-tasting wild-caught seafood is available from Sitka Salmon. You may have heard us talk about Sitka Salmon before on the show, and that's because we are huge fans. Sitka Salmon standards for quality are unrivaled in the industry because, you see, Sitka Salmon is a community-supported fishery. The fish they process for you to eat are caught by a collective of small-boat fishermen, fisherwomen, and families. Some of these families have been fishing for multiple generations, and knowing the boat your fish comes from is not typical of most fish you buy. When you buy a Sitka salmon share, you're getting the freshest quality fish you can and you can trace the fish back to its source. With your share, you're part of the Sitka family and you get monthly fish shipments of salmon, lingcod, crab, tuna, halibut, and you get the freshest fish while it's in season. They even 
even have recipes, but I've been steaming my cod in my Instant Pot. The fish is so delicious, you don't even need to do much to serve it other than cook it and eat it. So Weekly Dishers, here is how you get your $25 discount for the first month of a premium Sitka Salmon Share. Type SitkaSalmonShares.com backslash Weekly Dish and you save $25. So save $25 on your box. Again, type Sitka, S-I-T-K-A, SalmonShares.com backslash Weekly Dish and you save $25. Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. I'm Steph March. I'm talking with Elizabeth Reese today. Good morning. And we need to talk about this turkey fig tree. I got a turkey fig tree and I'm very excited. Okay, so it's a little tree that will grow figs. And I got it at Mother Earth Garden in Minneapolis. I know there are lots of other places where you can get turkey fig trees too. I actually did a search um, online and you can, I mean, you can order them too. But of course I would recommend checking your local garden center. Yeah. Um, But what they are, they're kind of smaller trees. So they are not going to be hardy outside. Uh, They're good for zone six through nine and you know we're zone five. So um, I'll need to bring it in in the winter. But I took it out of its small pot repotted it into a bigger pot but i still have it sitting outside okay and it's got these beautiful fig leaves i mean leaves on fig trees are gorgeous because they're curved yes and so they're just really pretty and i love when you can get something where you love the foliage just as much as the fruit yes and so i've never grown a fig before um but the guy who sold it to me said that they will fruit in august or september and then i'll be able to bring it in and overwinter it inside and then bring it out again and they do pretty well so it's really fascinating and it's like a sweet purple fruit yeah and you know there are lots of varieties of figs it's just like apples it's like anything where there are tons of varieties and um i will be able to have fresh figs in august and september coming right off the tree and i'm i mean not thinking i'm gonna get like a hundred of them but listen if i get two i'll feel great right and it wasn't a super expensive tree it was it's small um but it was 28 dollars what? Yeah. And so, it, and it comes inside. And, and so, like, it can't inside. be huge. So, you right. know, it's, that sounds like a really good, like, patio tree. I think so, too. And then I'm going to be able to bring it in. I'm going to keep it in the kitchen and the dining room and yeah. the sun and see how it does over the winter. Um, but, it, you know, it's not one of those trees where it's, like, a tree, like an orange tree that is super tropical, you know, that right. needs like really warm. It's kind of good. I think the trees that maybe are like that mid range zone are better. They can handle coming in and going outside versus, you know, a lot of people will do like a lemon tree. Right. I mean, my next door neighbor has a lemon tree really? and, um, and, and, and an orange tree and then she'll bring them out and yeah. it's cool. I think it's hard though. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's hard on them. It's hard on them, and they don't always. It's a because it's they're looking for that wet heat that you just can't really give them in Minnesota until here until Until now this this last week and a half very week. (laughs) Yeah, but it's a fun. You know, it's just a fun reminder too to just take a look around. You know, at your garden store and just like see what kind of speaks to you. I mean, I saw it and I was like, oh gosh, I think I'm going to get that. I have to get that. I know, and I do think that that when you go to the small, I'm not knocking Home Depot and all the rest, and like do your plants, but. I'm just saying when you go to these smaller garden stores and you get like someone who works there, who is there all the time and understands and and has chosen to order these things and bring them in. And those are the ones who, you know, those are the people you want to have the questions with. Yeah. And it's really I mean, I like to buy my food plants in particular from places where I know they're grown without pesticides, you know, all that kind of thing. I want them to be grown in, in a certain way in order to eat them because that's why I'm growing it at my house. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. True. 
brown turkey fig tree. I will keep you posted on yeah, this. Yeah, keep us posted. But I'm going to have to have some pictures of it that. It might be the new North Star cherry tree. Well, that's honestly, I can't stop thinking about that tree because everybody <laughs> on the planet ordered it after you loved it up. And it was like, people were like, I can't find it. I'm like, blame Elizabeth. I'm I got sorry. nothing to tell you. I know, I know. Get a North Star cherry tree and get a turkey fig tree. Yeah, I think so. We'll I think you should have like, <laughs> you're like spawn con for these actual plants, you know? Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? I like it. Well, here's the other thing that we all want to ask you, apparently, because this is the thing that people can't stop talking about. But this week, I think having an air fryer was maybe the most genius thing because you didn't have to turn your actual oven on and I heat use, up your house. You know, this air fryer thing, it was something that I was such a late adopter to. And, you know, I never even got on the instant pot train. I, I mean, know you I, didn't. It, it That's is, the funny part. It is funny. And it's difficult for me to go for these kitchen appliances just because I don't have a ton of... I don't like a lot of stuff out on my counters. And I actually... I don't have a... We have a big kitchen, but I don't have a lot of space on counters to put stuff. Yeah, we have a big island, and I don't want it lined with electrical appliances. Right, right. So I did this air fryer, um, and I have really loved it, and I use it all the time. And actually, our microwave is currently broken, and so I use the air fryer in place of the microwave, and I don't even think I need a microwave. So this is what I'm going to tell you is I think that more people... Okay, so... So there are cultures, you understand, in this uh, world that don't roast and oven, you know, they don't have places that don't have ovens, apartments that don't have ovens because it's not part of the cuisine. South Korea is one of those places um, where there is like they don't really there's not a traditional roasting of long roasting and things So they don't really and they don't bake a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it's a lot of, you know, top heat action. Um, So they don't have ovens. So there's this really big trend where the air fryer has has really turned them, you know, it's like a fascination for them because it's a completely new appliance that can live in their smaller kitchens, you know, in an apartment in the cities. And it doesn't heat up in like the really hot places. And then it also, it just has sort of created a whole new form of cooking. Mm -hmm. And I'm so, I am completely and 100% in for not just frying your zucchini sticks and your egg rolls and your, you know, chicken tendies. Like, I love that aspect, but of course... What's killing me is like looking at them making Bosque burnt cheesecake. Have you Whoa. have you thought about this? No. Okay. I'm giving this to you today. That's great. Okay, so what I've done is of course, I I I mean, weekly dishes know that I lean to favoring Asian cuisines. Yeah. Like I want to eat every I want to eat fish sauce for breakfast. Yeah, you know I feel what that I mean? Like I and I know that that's not typical, but um you know, here, but I also think that, um, so I want to think about, so I was down the rabbit hole with the, how the South Koreans have been taking, you know, different things and doing things with their air fryer. And I found this article from taste cooking that we're going to post for you guys about, um, this, this woman says, I cannot quit the air fryer. And it's the same idea where she was the same thing where she was like, she poo pooed it and she was kind of like, I'm not into it. And then she started doing this thing where, you know, putting in a sweet potato, have you done a sweet potato? Oh, I always do a sweet potatoes. Yeah. Yes. And saying that the sweet potato in the air fryer was a thing that she was like, oh, so I don't just have to have battered things, you know? Yeah. And so she started following these guys like James, uh, Jamesy World. Um, he's got an, a stories highlight called Will It Air Fry? Mm. You know, and he does all these things and like a cheese stuffed sesame pancakes and Korean corn dogs. And this is where he talks about this ube Basque cheesecake and ube is plum you know, um, in Japanese. And this Basque cheesecake, have you guys seen the, I mean, do you know what the Basque cheesecake trend is? No. Okay. 
So it's kind of been, I mean, I know it's hard to have trends actually over this last year because we haven't really been able to go out. But chefs have sort of been posting these pictures of these cheesecakes that they make. And the Basque version burns. It's kind of like it lets the top super like toast. It almost looks like brulee on the top. Yes, it does. And that's just through the natural cooking process. And so because it goes in with such high heat and it cooks the top so that it kind of caramelizes and then it doesn't taste burnt it just tastes caramelized and then when you take it out it sort of sinks a little bit so that's you know the basque region region in spain the way that they cook them there is like this caramelized sort of different consistency too so i want this cheesecake yeah well petite leon was doing it for a while i know so there's a there's a tip there but so what i did was i kind of went down the hole because i was like well if i can make cheesecake in my air fryer i know because you know i don't own one yet (laughs) but uh i went on this and i found this woman named uh i think her name is marvy she goes by marvy and she's got a blog called what to cook today which is kind of close to my what to cook for when but hers is what to cook today true uh, tried and true Asian recipes and tutorials. And she has an air fryer Japanese pandan Bosque burnt cheesecake with melty creamy inside. Yeah. Listen, this is like the idea that you get this. Little, and pandan is just this greenish sort of powder. It's like almost like a matcha powder. Mm-hmm. So you, hers is this green cheesecake with this beautiful sort of caramelized crust. You don't have to make yours green if you don't want to. But what I love about it is this sort of uh, fluffy and lightness and the creaminess in the middle. It's, it's sort of like a mix between like a creme brulee, a yes. flan, and a cheesecake. Yes. Is what I'm looking, when I'm looking at this, this is what I'm thinking. Yes. I know, right? Isn't this a crazy idea? Yeah, it really but you're is. you're doing it in the air, like you, uh, you need a blender and an air fryer. I, you know, and the thing about the air fryer is this is what I would just encourage people to do is think beyond like doing chicken tenders. Yes. You know, because people go, oh, this is so, so much easier. It's like, it's... It's essentially faster. It's faster than the oven. Yeah. But you get the crisp that you don't get out of the microwave. So that's why people like it. Yeah. But, you know, I did a pork tenderloin in the air fryer. You did. It was unreal. And all I did was just rub it in some olive oil, put like whatever rub, you know, and don't you all have like five different rubs in your pantry at any given time? And and you're just thinking, I got to use these. Put whatever kind of rub I had. And then I use um, a spray avocado oil just to spray down my entire air fryer. Yes. I set the tenderloin in and it was done in like 12 minutes. And then I let it rest. I sliced it. It was so unbelievably delicious. Oh, my God. And that is way faster than the oven. It doesn't heat up your kitchen. And, you know, we have a grill, but like... I don't know how to use it. It's not a gas grill. We have a green egg. So yeah. I don't know how to do well, it. And that's like Jay's thing. And that's that's a whole process. That's it for me. That grill is like, that is like two hours. I mean, right. like you can't just pop something off if you've got one of those beautiful green eggs. I but mean, even just doing like chicken breasts and yeah. doing it in there. And, you know, when I'm cooking for kiddos, um, just being able to like cook something in there quickly and then chop it up for everybody or just have chicken breasts and then be able to put it on salad. But not have to do, you know, in a pan is great, too. But it's right. really easy. The air fryer is easy. That's the thing. And they say in the big, I mean, and for the house that I'm in right now, the rental, that was just like, I mean, I literally haven't touched my oven in this heat. Yeah. Because my AC units are basically just chugging as hard as mm-hmm. they can. The last thing I'm going to do is give them something to fight. You right. know what I mean? Right. But this is, I, I got so deep into things because I'm, you know, like these corn ribs. Have you seen the corn ribs? No. This is, on, I guess it's on tip. TikTok a lot, which I still have not. I'm not on the TikTok. I'm the not talk. either, but somebody pulled it out for me. Yeah. And so these corn ribs, what they're doing is they're taking 
corn cobs and they're like cutting them long ways into fours, like quartering them the long way. So you, oh, yeah. you get these long stripes. And so basically, which is hard, by the way, you need like a cleaver yeah. uh, and you need to like be very careful. But then they're brushing it with this oil mix and then they're putting them in there in the air fryer. And these corn ribs are just sort of like they're kind of curling a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, and then but they're it's basically like convection frying, you know, the beautiful so it's like you get these kernels that kind of burst a little bit i would kind of just like to try regular corn on the cob in it and not not mess with the corn ribs just like put the corn in there and then i would think you'd get kind of like that roasted corn flavor yes um but again it's just not like the heat up factor there's no preheat there's no heating up your uh, your whole kitchen it's the way to do it and people ask about which air fryer i have that's what i was gonna say give us your brand so mine is the air, it's called like the Air Fryer XL. It's from Target. Okay. okay. And I got it. It is usually, every time I see it, it's $100. I got a super sale. It was like this freak sale deal. And I paid fifty nine ninety nine for it. I don't think you need to be too particular about the brand. I don't think it's like an instant pot where right. it's a brand specific deal. Okay. And I have heard a lot of people love the toaster oven style ones. Mm-hmm. My sisters both have them. They're by Cuisinart. Yes. And you can use those um, as well. And you can use them as a toaster oven That's and then I as an I air fryer. And I think I, I would probably, if I'd known how much I was going to love it, I think I might go that direction. Yeah. Um, plus, I've heard from people, too, that like the Cuisinart, because it doesn't have like a nonstick coating on it, right. that the cheaper ones do have. So think about that. Okay. So we're going to take a quick break, you guys. When we come back, it is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show, so feel free to give us a call and ask about air fryer stuff, because this is the time to do it. <laughs> 651-641-1071 is the number, and we will take your calls, we'll take your tweets, we'll take your emails, whatever we got. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us. This is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show, you guys. So give us a call. 651-641-1071. In case you want to give us a call, we are... We are in session with Elizabeth Reese, so think about things you may want to ask her. (laughs) Whatever. You have access to her at this very moment. In fact, Julie had to go, but she did give us a question. She wanted to know uh, if you could talk about cooking. Have you done cookies in the air fryer? No, I haven't. Okay. I haven't really done any baking in the air fryer. I've done like everything savory. Um, the the thing I don't really love about the idea of doing cookies in there is I'm just not, I, I got to do like a lot at a time. You know, my air yeah. fryer isn't that big to put in like a dozen and I would, I want to do like two pans at a time. You right. know, it would just I take know. too long. <laughs> I'd be like, what am I doing here? I would do a hundred batches. Yeah. And I think that's, I think you could do that. Um, looks like a lot of people are doing like refrigerated cookies you know what yeah, I mean? like they just yeah. do like one or two that's probably of, a better way to go for portion control they like take a little slice off and, good strategy guys yeah sounds good <laughs> but it, yeah it looks like it they're they're easy to do and uh you know it t- kind of seems like it's good i don't yeah. know i bet you get the good crisp and then the chewy right. on the inside i mean that's the amazing thing about it yeah it's crispy on the outside i don't know maybe i'm gonna leave everything and just do air fryer infomercials for my life i kind of feel like you should it would be a wonderful way to make a living yeah yeah, and let's also be clear on something, you guys. If you have a convection oven, this is the same stuff. It's the same thing. <laughs> like, I mean, like, and if you don't mind heating your house up, like, maybe your oven doesn't heat your house up. Right. What everything that we're talking about can be done in your convection oven the mm-hmm. same way. So, yeah. I had a convection oven for years in my old house, and I didn't use it, and I sort of regret that. Yeah, mine, I think, can do convection, and I don't even know if I've done it. Yeah. I had a microwave at one point that could do convection, that could double as a convection oh, oven. Look at that. 
advance. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 651-641-1071. Um, we did have a call from Brian, and he wanted to know uh, what, if you could only eat one state fair food, what would it be? Because you know, the state fair is coming back. Yeah, I know. I know. One state fair food. I know. Boy, that's really hard. Well, you know, I love the pickle dog so much. I know. You and I are both pickle dog And the pickle friends. dog just, I know. Yesterday on Twin Cities Live, I said, when I see those pickle dog people, I'm going to go hug the booth yeah. first and then I'll and hug then, them. Right. And then I'm going to get the pickle dogs. You know, it would probably be a, a turkey to go. Would it? To be honest, I just find the turkey to go to be so satisfying. Yeah. It just tastes so delicious. And I always feel great when I eat it. Okay. I, you know, I always think like long haul because I'm at the fair many, many days. Right. And right. I like fried stuff, but the fried stuff, I pay a price for it. Right. Right. Yeah. How about no, you? It's true. For me, I was just thinking, I was like, well, I, you know, we, I always talk about that pretzel that I love. Yes. But that also is like, I don't know. That's like, for me, that's not something... I don't know. That's a treat or whatever, but I don't think it's particularly fair. But what I do miss and what I have missed is the dairy, the milk barn shake. Mm, yeah. And not, I'm not talking the one in the dairy building. I'm talking the U of M kids down at the milk barn by yeah. the cows. There's something about buying a shake within feet of a cow getting milked. And the <laughs> fact that they do it and it's the consistency is perfect. And it's like, I don't know. It's just that whole thing. That is what I would miss. That's what I do miss the most. I do love that. I hope blue um, that the Blue Moon does their smoked ice cream. Oh, They've done yes. that smoked soft serve the last few years. And the Blue Moon is right next to KSTP. Yes. And that is my favorite treat. That is a jam. It's very good. So he said one, and then we went on and listed like five. I know, that's, that's what happens, life Brian. At the fair. And Brian comes to visit us at the fair whenever we're doing our our live thing. So it's nice to see or hear from him. That's awesome. Um. Let uh, we do have a caller. We have Terry on the line. Terry has Terry. You have some tips for cookies in Ooh, the air fryer. Great. I think Hi, Terry. So. Wait. Oh, we're we're just we're queuing her up. I kind of oh, we'll jumped the gun on that. Yeah, one, that's okay. Yes, we're good. Terry, the you there? I'm here. Oh, good. Give us some tips. Okay. Or do you need a Quick tip? tip. Uh, <laughs> back to the cookies in the air fryer. Yes. Uh, so you don't have to make 14 different batches yeah. to get through your batch of cookies. Just make your favorite homemade cookie dough and find a nice. Solid round. I have a nine-inch round metal pan. Yeah. What we call this fun metal. It's like that speckly, like metal with like white speckles in it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, yep. you just put a little, you know, cooking spray in there. Put your cookie dough batter in there. Spread it out. Put it in the air fryer. I can't remember. It was maybe eight to ten minutes. Yeah. And you um, make like a cookie and cake. You have like the best. It's basically a bar. Yeah. Cookies, <laughs> you know. I fully support <laughs> this. I fully support this. Oh my gosh! And you cut it up like a pizza, almost. You got yeah. all these little triangles of yep. ooey gooey chocolate chip cookie, yummy. Oh, like my kids make that all the time. Is, it's a big hit in our house. This is a great idea. Yeah, Jerry. that's very fun. Awesome. Thanks I would like some tip. sort of oatmeal cookie situation in oh, there. Yeah. Oh my gosh! You could put any cookie in there, right? Yeah, you could. Just make yeah. it a, make it into a cake, and then cut it into bars, so you get a cookie cake bars. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, Terry. Thanks, You're wonderful. Terry. Oh my God! That's that, really great. Uh, that's not a bad idea. I don't. I'm not mad at that at all. No, I'm not either. Okay, so six five one six four one one zero seven one. By the way, if you are hanging out, um, uh, there is uh, somebody Phil put out a recipe. 
Here's the recipe Steph Archuleta's we were just talking about. Oh, what? Oh, yeah, I put it up there. Um, <laughs> I put it on the Facebook, Phil. Jeez. Um, but anyway, so, okay, as far as this, I want to talk about the State Fair again for a second. Yeah, I want to come back it. to this. Mm-hmm. Because it was announced that we had uh, no restrictions. Right. We're going forth as if everything was in 2019. No restrictions in terms of people coming in. Yeah. Nothing. It's just going to be. They're having sanitizers. You know, stations all around. Which I think they always have anyway, Yeah, don't they? I think they have too. And then they have, um, you know, but I think it's, uh, I think it's just going to be interesting to see if some people will wear masks. You know, I'm sure they will because it'll just be more comfortable for them. Some people, most people won't, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just asking, they're not even, they're just saying if you're feeling comfortable wearing a mask, wear a mask. If you're unvaccinated, you probably should. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I think that that's how do you feel about like the idea that you're going back to just normal? I feel great. Good. Yeah, I feel really great. I do, too. I feel great about the whole thing. And I. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I could go on about other things that I will not. But I feel great about about it. And yeah. I'm excited for everybody. And I think um, this is this is a good thing. I know. I do think. And I do. You know, I know that they had been working on construction and I know that they had been, you know, spreading people out. You know, they're like they develop more land, yeah. you know, into, in, you know, new areas that I'm sure they're excited about. And I think that'll help a little bit, too. I know that the congestion, you know, I think it's on Carnes that right outside between the old ye old mill and like the French meadow area. Yep. That's a that's a problem spot. I probably will avoid that area a little bit more. You just got to do what you're comfortable with. Right. And if you're not comfortable going, then wait till next year. Right. You know, I mean, or like go once early in the morning. Yeah, guys. there's no shame in that game. Guess what? That's a great time to go oh, to the fair. I love rolling in early. I know it's our favorite. It's great. All right, you guys, we're going to take a break and come back with hour two of the weekly dish this week with Elizabeth Reese. We'll be right back.